Um, so it was only when I kind of got exposed to the broader philosophical ideas of the technology and decentralization and the potential that it has to impact how people are organized and governed that I got really interested really fast. That is Kelsey Nebin, and this is episode three of the Blockchain Pro podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode three of the Blockchain Pro podcast. I'm your host, Adriana Bellotti. And in this podcast, I chat to the people working to build the decentralized future. Today's guest is Kelsey Nebin. Uh, she's a very driven, very enthusiastic person. She is very new to blockchain. She heard about it. She had to work with it and she went for it with appetite. I love seeing that happen, um, we need more people like her and I chatted to her a few weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago now, uh, we caught up at our fintech hub in Sydney and here's our conversation. And we're live. Hello, <laughs> great to be here. Hi, uh, thanks for coming today Kelsey. Um, let's start at the beginning. Okay. So what were you doing before you started working with crypto? Before I started working with crypto, I was working in the tech startup scene, mm-hmm. mostly in Sydney in Australia. And before that, I worked uh, for the Israeli government. Oh. And before that, I worked for the Australian government in international engagement. Uh, what kind of work were you doing with those organizations? So I've been a jack of all trades, a bit of a generalist, which kind of drives me wild. I'd love to say that I'm the best at one specific thing, Um, but I've been across uh, policy, protocol, projects, international trade and investment, events, operations, marketing, to kind of more general management roles. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. And how did you find out about blockchain? That is a fantastic question as well. I had colleagues that sat near me in a co-working space talking about their investment portfolios every single day for a few months before I sort of tuned in and paid attention and started to understand like, what is the point of this or like why I should even care because I wasn't from like a, I guess, like a developer background Mm -hmm. or like an investment background per mm-hmm. se in terms of like holding a portfolio that I was actively you know investing in day in day out um, so it was only when I kind of got exposed to the broader philosophical ideas of the technology and decentralization and the potential that it has to impact how people are organized and governed that I got really interested really fast uh, and how long did that take between first learning about you know, hearing about what the guys were talking, yada, yada, and then going, okay, I really need to get involved in this. Well, I wanted to keep learning. Like, once I decided it was something I was interested in, I thought, oh, I'll study a course that's online on blockchain and, you know, see what I think. And 
uh, my colleague grabbed me and said, no, 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 you're going about it the wrong way. How much money have you got to lose? And I said, oh, I guess the amount I would invest in, the, in studying. And he said, okay, let's put it on an exchange and we'll invest it and then you'll learn really fast. And I was like, oh, God, okay. Um, so that was really fun because... Um, it was right before a big bull run, and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> um, and that kind of just took me down the rabbit hole, and um, and then it started to dip. Regardless of price, it, I still kind of, once I decided that it was something I wanted to get into more, mm-hmm. I handed in my resignation to go work in a cryptocurrency startup because... I knew startups and I knew a bunch of different elements around how to scale a business, how to support founders, um, but I wanted to get more into the tech and the cryptocurrency side. Was there any specific steps that you had to do in order to get started? As in, okay, now I've quit, I'm looking for my next role, so how did you get really involved in crypto then? Yeah, great. I think a lot of it is around networks, Mm -hmm. so I just... I found people I knew that were doing advisory mm-hmm. and I asked them about the companies they were advising and, you know, what do you think of this company? What's the team like? What's the culture like? Um, a lot of it was around, I guess, my enthusiasm for the space. I think what's interesting around wanting to get involved is that you don't need to have a lot of experience in blockchain or cryptocurrency. You need to have an interest in it. You need to be a learner and like have the aptitude to learn fast and then just be willing to to get involved and take initiative because there's so many great projects popping up and everyone needs talent. Mm-hmm. And there's it's an emerging industry, so there's not a lot of people with a lot of experience. And what kind of people do you think the industry needs like straight away? What What is the skills shortage that you're seeing in the projects that you are working on? Oh, my gosh. Anyone that wants to be can bring whatever they have to the table. I mean, obviously great developers, great designers, people that understand graphics, UI, UX, uh, marketers, um, growth marketers, um, you know, people that understand communication, PR, and then community managers. So people that know how to create networks and kind of be the glue across across different areas. And then, of course, business development as well. People that love to talk and to travel um, cryptocurrency in um, especially the ICO space is truly global, so there's really something for everyone. What What is it that you're doing in your current role? So I like to think of myself as a connector. Mm-hmm. So I get to be the glue between a lot of those different elements of a business, uh, which I really love. So it's kind of ecosystem growth. Uh, so I work uh, really closely with the marketing team, which I've helped um, build out in the current company that I'm working with, Kenya, mm-hmm. um, which did the second ICO in Australia. So again, early days, this was only December 2017. Mm-hmm. And then creating networks with our online community. So we've got a really amazing team that all began as volunteers of moderators. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got kind of our communication channels because Kenya, as many projects, is global and, and has a roadmap towards decentralization. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of the other stuff around pulling off strategic projects, um, building new communities overseas, um, exchange listings, partnerships, um, growth of the business, release of the actual product. Um, it's all around 
creating communities with the right audiences through the relevant channels and then you know building strong relationships and communicating important information with them. So you have to find people in various different regions across the globe in order to build a really strong global community around these products, right? Absolutely. And do you think it's important for people to, if they like your project, for example, they should get in touch? How do they go about taking this leap into crypto? Absolutely. Find you find any access point you can, whether it's a local face-to-face meetup or expressing interest in helping moderate, you know, for an hour a day for an online community for a project that you are interested in or passionate about or invested in or whatever, and just reach out. Like everyone's open to hearing from good people, and I think if you come with the right intentions, the the community, the industry more broadly in terms of like Web3 or decentralized tech is really open and really welcoming and really friendly, even if you're brand new, even if you're still learning, no matter what background. That's great. Is there anything that you've come across in this uh, space that you don't like? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Um, I think, like I said, the space is, is really diverse and it attracts all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it depends what your cup of tea is. Uh, there's, you know, there's a very kind of strong investor community as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd actually say, thankfully, I've found the culture amongst the kind of investor community in cryptocurrency probably better than the culture along in a lot of the kind of venture capital startup scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but still got a ways to go in terms of diversity and a lot of different different verticals in that. Um, Do you think that maybe because traditional investment has a slightly older population and crypto tends to attract like a younger generation and not that there's no sexism or anything wrong, I mean, not that there's anything that's all good with being younger being older or whatever, but I do feel in my personal um, experience that if you're talking to baby boomer type of crowd, you tend to face these problems a little bit more, being a woman in tech, for example. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think some of the advantages around the cryptocurrency space, to put a positive spin on it, is a lot of people have come from not much to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, the most experienced people are the people that were bedded down in, you know, email lists or online, you know, chat channels when, you know, a notification went out that this thing called the Bitcoin white paper was going to be released, you know. And I've got amazing friends that are in their early 20s that are now travelling globally and doing advisory, but they, the only formal job they've ever had is delivering pizzas and they put all (laughs) their money into Ethereum at five, ten dollars. So they understand that they haven't, you know, they're not here because of like, pedigree or networks or anything in particular, but just um, the fact that they've been willing to learn and embrace a new new technology, a new frontier. Um, so that's what I'm really passionate about. And I think no industry is perfect. Um, it's finance and it's technology and there's already kind of things around, I guess, rooted a lot in, in education and access to those spaces. Um, but yeah, it is open and there is a lot of humble people as well that have come from very diverse backgrounds and ended up 
you know, been successful, however you measure that, mm -hmm. um, but able to do a lot in the space or, or become kind of very um, knowledgeable early movers in the space. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, how do you explain blockchain to, you know, those around you that haven't really gotten to it yet? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> I explain blockchain as a distributed ledger which means an open shared record of information that is immutable or unchangeable. I think currency is a great use case, mm -hmm. um, coming back to that Bitcoin white paper, yes. uh, because people understand what it means to put their money you know, into a bank to make a transaction, you know, have the fees on that and then have that sent to someone else. Mm -hmm. And then my bank keeps a record and your bank keeps a record. Mm -hmm. But if you take out the bank in the middle and I can send directly to you and there's one shared record, that's pretty clear for people to understand. Mm -hmm. I think where it gets really interesting is thinking about any coordination between people. So you can record anything on the blockchain. Mm -hmm. And then another really interesting facet is around that record keeping obviously takes um, processing power of, you know, computers. If you talk about um, like, like proof of work models um, and clean energy was one of those kind of light bulb moments when I thought about, well, if we're all moving towards this system, how are we going to power it? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, blockchain's not just about the money or mm -hmm. the investment portfolio. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's not a bad access point because people understand that. And have you seen any particular projects, apart from the project you're working on, of course, that you really liked or, you know, something that you saw that they need help with something oh. and then people listening could go, oh, okay, so maybe I could go join those guys and see, you know, following your advice, see what they need help with and perhaps talk to them. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. There's so many interesting <laughs> projects. And whether I would start, I would, like, I guess, encourage people to start with what they're interested in. Mm -hmm. Is it um, the environment? Is it, um, you know, clean supply chains in terms of, like, manufacturing? Like, find an, an issue area that you're interested in and pursue that. You know, or is it something around, you know, solving problems in the tech, like scalability? You know, look at like um, the Ethereum Foundation and some of the things they're doing with like Casper and, and Plasma to solve those issues. Um, is it around processing power? Uh, like Gollum just released um, like some early version of their product as mm -hmm. well. So that's around um, like distributed processing power. Um, I really love Amisai Go. So they're doing a lot around enabling access to uh, financial services mm -hmm. in, in Asia and developing countries as well. Um, but yeah, it's endless. And then I'm biased to Australia as well. I want to keep a bit of talent here and get people involved here to do really good quality um, projects where using blockchain technology is completely um, justifiable and, um, and a fantastic use case. When you talk about here, and we're talking about decentralization, doesn't that mean that people should really be anywhere and be still able to work together? How does that work? Absolutely. That's a really good point. So I love here because I might get to meet someone face to face if they get involved. Um, but yes, yeah, so our team, for example, at Kenya is distributed. Um, so I started um, remote and I 
signed on before I'd met any of the co-founders face-to-face. I was working for the company, um, which is brilliant and demonstrates, I guess, the strength of, um, you know, culture and communication across Mm -hmm. teams and we've got developers and and a whole bunch of people spread out. Um, But I also think there's a lot of, if if you're coming into the space, space, especially as someone newer, Mm -hmm. you want to catch as much information and learnings as you can Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of nuances that you get just from being in an environment Mm -hmm. and being kind of immersed around a team as well Um, so yeah it's global you can go anywhere you know there's people like I say that now live on aeroplanes and just travel from conference (laughs) to conference and there's already these people that you see now that you saw four weeks ago but some different conference some different country and it's like hey great to see you old friend It's, it's a good community in that way everybody's very friendly yeah, it's a really good community. Um, but like anything, if you're going to get involved and get immersed, like make sure you've got people around you. And you can do that anywhere. Um, any tools, any websites, any specific resources that you've relied on in the past when you were learning or that you kind of look on a daily basis now to sort of keep up date? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, part of my morning ritual is um, to look on the news and I just do keyword searches around cryptocurrency or blockchain to see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like, if you find a good news site, I use Inkle, which is actually a Melbourne-based startup. Um, but that's a good pool of kind of global news sources mm-hmm. and generally an interesting update on kind of regulation or mm-hmm. like breaking news on that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want any updates on projects, I go to Reddit. So I check like the Ethereum page every mm-hmm. day and then I check the pages of a few of the projects that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, so Reddit's fantastic for that. A uh, slightly longer form, if you're trying to learn around a concept, would be like Medium mm-hmm. or Steam It. So really good authors just search by topic and there'll be heaps of stuff on there. Um, great to see that there's podcasts popping up because there's not that many um, really like relevant, up-to-date podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, so good job for contributing to that space. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, where else do I get my news? Yeah, conversations with people. Um, Again, I think if you have an element of sort of humility about you, people are really, like, open to um, talk and help teach you new things, whether that's, like, setting up a mobile wallet, transferring money around an exchange or, you know, putting something on a a hard wallet. Um, All that stuff I've done with someone who's been kind enough to sit with me and patient enough to talk me through it. Um, and then local meetups as well, like whatever city you're in, connect with the local community and find out, you know, what people are, are doing and, and what your flavour is, like where you fit. And if there's not a meetup in your city, start one. Yes, connect with a meetup somewhere else that you really like, ask them what they're doing and how they're doing it and then transfer some of those learnings across to get it happening. Absolutely. Yeah, I think getting together and experiencing this together it's what's going to make a difference ultimately, right? Agree. Any final words of wisdom to our soon-to-be large audience? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's thousands of people tuning in right now. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like an expert in this space by any means, but I am so um, overwhelmed by how much like I've been embraced by the community. And I've got a lot of respect for the people that have been in it for years and years, kind of building infrastructure in the space and uh, building capacity to welcome more people in. Um, So yeah, just can't encourage people enough that there is 
something for everyone in this space. It's not too late, like it's just emerging. Um, if you're in Australia, like please reach out, like find me um, on Telegram or LinkedIn, it's Kelsey Nabin, um, and just drop me a line and if I can connect you or help you find a local meetup or something, I definitely would love to. Um, and yeah, like all you need to do is bring an attitude to learn and it's, it's, um, it's endless in terms of who knows where we're going to end up in this. Um, but it's it's here and now and happening and only the beginning. It's great. Be ready to have some fun and do some hard work while you're at it. But you know, be part of a great community. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, make sure you get some advice and only invest what you're willing to lose if that is the entry point. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's all good fun. There's all so right. much to be done. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you today. so much and amazing that uh, what you're doing as well and thank you for your commitment um, over a long time to the space and to helping people get connected in. Good journey. We're in, we're in it together. That's right. <laughs> thank you. Thanks. That was Kelsey Nevin and what a great gal she is. We had an awesome chat. I hope you enjoyed it. As I mentioned at the beginning of this show, uh, we recorded this a few weeks ago and since then Kelsey has moved on from Kenya to Omsigo. She now lives in Bangkok and I'm looking forward to visiting her there sometime. It's a city I have not been to and I would really love to get to know the local community there. So thanks for listening. You can get in touch with Kelsey on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Telegram. As she mentioned, just search for her name. And also, if you want to get in touch with me, send me your feedback, suggestions. I am Abelotti on Twitter and Adriana Bellotti on LinkedIn. I hope you had a good time and enjoyed this chat. And I'll see you at the next vlog. Bye.